Hey y'all, it's Janice here, aka J Nice on the mic, and this is Dirty Diversity, a podcast on all things diversity, equity, and inclusion. This podcast is called Dirty Diversity because in this day and age, diversity has become sort of a dirty or bad word that causes a lot of knee-jerk and negative reactions. The goal of this podcast is to dissect diversity, or lack thereof, inside and outside of companies, and also to discuss current events around equity and inclusion, as well as discussing solutions for creating a more cohesive world and workplace. My name is Janice, aka J Nice on the mic. <laughs> that was and still is my moniker on YouTube. Some of you may know I started a YouTube channel almost 10 years ago to discuss topics around race and black identity, and it seemed to really resonate with my audience. I'm also a TEDx speaker, a professor, a diversity and inclusion consultant, and a writer with a PhD in organizational psychology. Welcome to Dirty Diversity, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Hey y'all, Jay Nice on the mic. I am back with episode two of Dirty Diversity, and it's so good to be back uh, with another episode. I got some really amazing feedback after the first episode. Um, Thank you all so much. I got an email a few days ago that I reached my first 100 downloads. Exciting news. Um, I'm really, really uh, just excited about that. I wanted to share a review that was left. So I got my first review. I'm really excited about that. Um, So I wanted to just share it with you. So, So it would mean a lot to me if you would take a couple seconds to rate uh, and review the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Uh, So I wanted to share my first rating is from Justin. And he said, a great podcast, very clear, concise, informative, and insightful, even in such a short period of time. So again, it would mean the world to me if you all rated and reviewed the podcast. So for today's episode, well, I wanted to touch on a couple things um, before we start on today's episode. So I thought that um, it would be, I think it would be super dope to um, include kind of like a question and answer portion of this podcast. So if you, if any of you listening have diversity and inclusion related questions or comments that you want me to sort of address on a future episode, please email them to me. My email address can be found in the show notes. Or you can send an email to dirtydiversitypodcast at gmail.com. That's dirtydiversitypodcast at gmail.com. So I thought it would be really dope to have like sort of like an Ask Janice um, kind of like Ask Alice, uh, but instead it's Ask Janice, where we just really dive into some diversity and inclusion and equity-related questions. 
So if that's something you're interested in, please send any questions about diversity, equity, and inclusion-related issues that your company is experiencing. Please send them to my email. So in this episode, I wanted to share some audiobooks that will help you as you journey into exploring and better understanding race and gender. I am a huge, huge, huge advocate for reading. I wish that there were like 27 hours in the day so that I could spend more time reading. What I'm finding in 2020 is that I don't have as much time to sit down and read as I would prefer. And so what I do a lot now, especially if I'm driving or commuting on the train, I am a huge fan of Audible. This is not sponsored, but if if any reps at Audible want to sponsor me, I'm open to it because I love Audible. But um, so I what I do is I consume the majority of my books now through Audible when I'm driving, when I'm cooking, when I'm on the train, when I'm commuting. So it's really it's really nice and it's a good way to sort of uh, dive into books that maybe you wouldn't have gotten a chance to consume or it would have taken you a longer time. So I read um, Becoming, Michelle Obama's Becoming. And what was really dope, what's really dope about audiobooks, um, Gary V's audiobooks, Gary Vaynerchuk, his books are read by him. So I love when the author actually reads their audiobooks. Sometimes authors get like outside readers, maybe they're not a huge fan of their own voices, but I love when when authors read their own books because I think it kind of gives a different flavor and flair to it. And Michelle Obama read or narrated um, Becoming, and I thought that that was an amazing book, but it was a long book. And if you have the physical copy of the book, it's huge. So I don't know. I think it would have taken me a really long time to get through it. So um, I think the audiobook was like 19 hours. But so these are some, this episode is just me sharing some audiobooks that will help you if you're on a journey to sort of understand and explore, better understand race and gender. So the first audiobook that I wanted to share is called Forget a Mentor, Find a Sponsor. And this book is by Sylvia Ann Hewlett. I discovered this book because I was, um, when I write my articles, I always try to reference research. And I find that a huge, huge majority of the research that I find is from Harvard Business Review. I have a subscription to their magazine, and that allows me an unlimited um, number of views for their articles. They have so many articles. And um, I stumbled upon an article by Sylvia Ann Hewlett. I think it was the same name, Forget a Mentor, Find a Sponsor, but it was specifically for, I think it's like for women they should forget a mentor and find a sponsor, something along those lines. And within the article, they referenced her book. So I put it on my wish, my Audible wish list, and it was an amazing. I say read, but it, all of these are audiobooks, so I listened to it. But it was really, really insightful. Um, so in the book, the author discusses how for women who are trying to progress in their careers, mentorship 
it although mentorship is beneficial, sponsorship is super duper impactful. And I've heard this before. Um, a couple years ago, I went to a talk, and um, and I'm forgetting her name. I think it's Carla Jones or something along those lines. There's a woman who um, she is in wealth management at. Oh, and the name is escaping me, but I'm I'll I'll, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But she, so I went to her talk. Her name is Carla something. She went, she had a talk. I went to it. She, I think has a TED talk. She does tons of talks and is pretty, a pretty notable speaker. And she was talking about how important and impactful um, sponsorship was in her career. I, I find um, this, I found this book really, really just interesting and informative. But prior to reading it and diving into the Harvard Business Review article of a similar name, I never really understood sponsorship. I guess the workplaces that I was in, I I don't know if they were, sponsorship wasn't really a thing. So I think understanding sponsorship has been helpful in, and it will be helpful in allowing you to better advocate for yourself because you understanding the difference between a mentorship and a sponsorship, which is basically like a mentor is kind of like a, a guide. So someone that offers you advice, someone that gives you career guidance, um, whereas a sponsorship is more impactful and instrumental in your career in that your sponsor is somebody that is an advocate for you. So a sponsor is that person that's really going to be your number one champion in rooms that you are not going to be present in. So having a sponsor is not always going to be somebody that you relate to or that you mesh well with or even someone that you're friends with. But a sponsor is someone, a strategic person within your organization that can help advance and move your career forward. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the article in the show notes, the Harvard Business Review article um, in the show notes uh, in case you want to read more. But um, that is a really helpful article if you are not a woman and you want to understand how to be a better advocate for women. There is a section in the uh, audiobook where the author talks about the unique challenges that women of color face, um, which I thought was was helpful. I would have liked to see a little bit more discussion on that, um, but that's kind of where Minda Hartz comes in. And Minda Hartz wrote a book called The Memo, where she spoke specifically about the the unique experiences of women of color in the workplace. But Forget a Mentor, Find a Sponsor is a great book for men and for women. For men, it'll help you better understand how to be an ally to women. And for women, it it helped me to really, to better understand how to best advance um, or how to use mentorship and sponsorship to advance in my career. Uh, so that is the first book, Forget a Mentor, Find a Sponsor. The second book is called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu, D-U-F-U. And when I saw her name, I was like, oh, she has to be West African. I was thinking either Nigerian or Ghanaian. And when I listened to her audio uh, book, I keep wanting to call it Audible, she did mention that she is Ghan- well, she is Ghanaian by association, um, so her husband is Ghanaian, 
And she talks, I just could relate to a lot of what she was saying because she talked about how she had to learn how to make jollof rice. And I am not a person who knew how to make jollof rice, but I had to learn myself. So, um, but in the book, Tiffany discusses um, motherhood and her journey to juggling being a, a career woman and being a mother. And I think what this book does is it really helped. I'm not a mother yet, but I it helps to really put things in perspective for me. So I think it's helpful in that it helps the readers to understand the motherhood bias and the very unique challenges that mothers face in, in and outside of the workplace. If you're a working mother, you may experience judgment from the stay-at-home moms or the moms who are maybe able to be more active in their children's lives and the judgment that you face as a working mom. And in the book, she kind of talks about how the myth of having it all is, or I'm sorry, how the idea of having it all is just a myth and how, you know, it's, you just have to Accept the fact that sometimes you're going to drop the ball in different areas of your life, but all you can do is really try your best and just try to become a better person each day. So I found it really insightful. Again, I'm not a mother, um, but it just helped me to better understand that what it is that mothers experience. Um, it kind of reminded me of the book Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. That's also a really good book. I read the physical book. And in that book, Shonda Rhimes, who she has three daughters, uh, all three of them, I believe, are adopted. And Shonda Rhimes, as we all know, famous uh, producer. Um, I, I think she's producer, writer. Maybe she's just a writer, but... So in Shonda Rhimes' book, she just talked about what she experienced as a mother who was not as active in the PTA meetings and after work events that maybe some of her her counterpart moms were. You know, she's busy. She travels. She gives keynote speeches. She's she's just a busy woman. So um, this idea of and sort of the stigma that women experience when they have a nanny um, when they're trying to, to again, juggle that uh, being a working woman and also raising a, children and having a family and how, you know, just society treats women. It reminded me of Year of Yes. And I think that it helps us as a society to understand what mothers go through. So Drop the Ball was a really good book. Also Year of Yes. Um, that was kind of like a side note because I didn't listen to the audiobook of Year of Yes, I read it, but I thought it was a great and really interesting read. Um, the third audiobook to help you better understand race and gender is White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. So a lot of people ask me what I think about this book. I listened to the audiobook version. It was I thought it was it was wonderfully written. However, if I'm being perfectly candid and honest, I would have to say I wasn't really surprised by anything in the book. As I was listening to what Robin D'Angelo was saying, and Robin D'Angelo is a white woman, um, but as I was listening to what she was saying in the book, it was just it wasn't surprising. So I would say for those of you who have not read it, it is a, a great book. I recommend it for anyone. But if you're a person of color, 
I don't know if anything in the book is novel or shocking to you. I think it's really shocking and novel to the majority, to white people who are not used to having conversations about white privilege and white fragility and 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 things of that nature. So I think that if you are trying to teach someone about white privilege, what white privilege is, how racial dynamics in this country operate, I would definitely recommend giving them the book White Fragility or if they're not really a book reader, you could gift gift it to them, uh, the audiobook to them on Audible. I feel like this this whole episode should just be sponsored by Audible because I'm I'm just, you know, shotting, giving them free promo throughout this whole um, episode. So white fragility, especially if you're if you are just beginning your journey to um, how do I want to say racial awareness, I would say that white fragility should definitely be one of the first books that you read. She just discusses and breaks down her experiences, and I feel like that was really helpful. She's a white uh, diversity and inclusion consultant, and she facilitates workshops. Um, oftentimes she facilitates workshops with uh, black counterparts or uh, women of color and just kind of juxtapositioning her experiences with her counterparts who facilitate these workshops with her was really, really, it was just, I mean, it was interesting to listen to. And again, I don't think that it was new and shocking and groundbreaking. It was stuff that as a black woman, I already knew, um, but I do definitely think that it is insightful and informative for the white majority. So I would recommend uh, White Fragility for anyone out there who just wants to explore race and racial dynamics in this country a little bit more. Um, the fourth book that I would like to recommend is called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. And this book is by Renny Ito Lodge. And I'm hoping I pronounced her name correctly. She is a, a Brit. She So she is a British woman, British black woman. Um, I think she's a British woman of African descent. And she, in her book, she really dives very, very deep into the racial dynamics in England. So it's interesting to kind of listen to the history um, in from the from the standpoint of a person in a different country. Because I, I've heard different arguments. Some people say that in Europe it's less racist than it is in America, and vice versa. So I mean, based on her perspective, it sounds like. Uh, England experienced a lot of the same issues that we experience here in America or in the United States. Um, so I thought that it was kind of listening to that book. I listened to it maybe two years ago and then thinking about how it relates to Megxit. So Meg, Megan and Harry kind of denouncing themselves as part of the royal family, it it just makes so much sense. And you look at the racial dynamics in England and and the paparazzi and and how she's kind of dragged into the mud in the tabloids and through the media. I would definitely say, from my vantage point, it seems like 
the British media is more ruthless and way more cutthroat than here in America. I think they have a little bit of, um, I don't want to say they have couth because I'm thinking of, of some, some media that I feel like has no conscience. So let me not, let me not say that, but I just think that they're a little bit more ruthless and cutthroat. So, um, I would definitely recommend that if you are, you know, you want to learn a little bit more about racial dynamics outside of him, of the United States. I thought that the book was really informative. I didn't know a lot about the history and, you know, I, it was really good to learn about things from her, from the author's perspective. So I would definitely, especially if any of you listening to this do live in England, I would definitely recommend the book, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. And I think for white people, the book can also be very informative and insightful, um, just like white fragility. So the very last book that I wanted to recommend, so these are audiobooks to help you better understand race and gender. So the last book, so one, two, three, four, this is the fifth, is Algorithms of Oppression by Safiya Noble. I believe it's Safiya or Safiya. Safiya Noble. Um, this was a an amazing, and I'm still not done listening to it. I have a bad habit of list, starting to listen to audiobooks and not finishing them. So this is one of the books that I haven't yet finished. When they're really good, I try to save them for later because I'm such a, like, I'm just funny in that when I'm listening to a really good audiobook, I don't want it to finish. So I kind of am like postponing listening to it. So th- this was one of those books. I'm currently, listen- sidebar, I'm currently listening to Atomic Habits amazing book. And I'm like dragging my feet on finishing it because it's so good. And I, I'm going to be super sad when it is finished. So, um, but algorithms of oppression is a book, uh, that basically focuses on how search engines can further perpetuate bias, racial bias and inequities. And the author goes into detail and discusses research about Google in particular, and how Google as a search engine um, was found to perpetuate inequities and be very biased. But what I find really interesting about the whole this whole discussion um, that goes on within the book is like, I wonder, is Google to blame or is it us? And I really feel like Google's not racist. Google operates and does what we tell it to do. So if we're searching for particular things, Google is just a reflection of what it is that people are searching. And so if Google is spitting out back to us um, biased uh, search results, it's because we Google is just doing what it's programmed to do. Um, so it's interesting how the author breaks down Google and different search terms that have been found to perpetuate inequities. Um, again, I haven't finished, but the part that I did listen to the first couple of hours was really, really interesting. Um, so Algorithms of Oppression, is is it helps you to see things from a different standpoint. This was one of those books that I was like, interesting. I never really thought about that. I, I know we've all heard of you being able to Google stuff and say, why do black people, just right now I want you guys to do it. If you're not driving and you're you have your phone or your computer in front of you, 
um, put into Google, why do black people and just see the results that come up. And I guarantee that those results are things that at least one of those results is something that perpetuates a stereotype about black people. Put in why do white people and you'll see the same thing. Why do Asian people? You'll see the same thing. So I just thought that it's interesting to think about because Google is, is such a huge machine. We can't there's no getting rid of Google. Google is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And for I would say for most people, Google is like the, the go-to search engine. I don't know if anyone's still using Yahoo or Bing, <laughs> but Google is like creme de la creme. So I don't know if it's reprogramming us as a people or trying to make the search result in Google more equitable, but I don't know how you would do that because, again, Google is just reflecting what we are searching. So if you're really interested in technology, like I, I'm really into technology and how more so how technology impacts human behavior, probably because I was a psych major in undergrad. So I'm really fascinated by human behavior. But if that's something that interests you, like human behavior and why people do the things that they do, I think you would find algorithms of oppression really, really interesting. So those are five books, and I probably mentioned about eight because I had other books kind of sprinkled in there. But if you want to, if you're on a quest to better understand and learn more about race and gender, those are just a few books that I can recommend. If you liked this episode, just let me know and I can do more like this. I could actually do physical books that I recommend too if those of you listening are big on uh, reading, but I would assume audiobooks are probably more up your alley since you are listening to this podcast and you may be more of an audio listener versus a book reader. Uh, So thank you all so much for checking out the second episode, and I really look forward to hearing your feedback and uh, seeing your questions in my inbox. Again, it's 30diversitypodcast at gmail.com if you want to email me any questions at all, and I will check y'all out in the very next episode. Until next time.